welcome to the second installment of Conversations Between uh, Dad and His Daughter. We, we missed a weekend there, Dad, so I think we had some things going on and weren't able to record. We've got a lot going on here. We have, and that's what we were talking about last week was the ministry, and we had a lot of ministry things come up that kept us from doing what we should have done last week. And going forward, we'll try and get these done weekly. But when you're walking in the calling of God, you sometimes have to deter from what you want to do to do what the Master wants you to do. Exactly, exactly. We had to give up a lot of things this year because of the global situation, of course, camp and uh, our convention and a few other things. So, so it's, But it's been great, I think, because there's been other things that we've been able to do, help people in other ways and reach out. We've been able to do some, some reaching out here. So, so that's good. Yeah. And we were talking about uh, in the ministry, my calling, your calling, the calling of others, and our purpose of what God wants us to do. And we use the scripture in Luke. Uh, the 8th chapter of the 39th verse that says, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. And that was like a uh, word from the Lord. Go and do and tell. And the man who had been uh, delivered from all the demons was in obedience to the word of God. And uh, no doubt there was great results when he went to his city, to the whole area where he was preaching. There was great results. And so I'm I'm believing, uh, Nicole, that out of all of this that we're going through, we talked about the different things that's happened that we're going to see people come to Jesus uh, in great multitudes. I, I believe that's true, and I think, you know, people more than ever before are looking for answers. They're looking for peace and hope because they're frightened. And so what we can do as Christians is we have the answer to those fears and those questions, and we can provide those. And that's what being in the ministry is, It's just making sure that people understand that there's there's someone who has the answers and who can help you through these dark times. And, of course, that someone is Jesus, and we trust in him and our faith is in him. And, uh, you know, just reading through the New Testament, uh, the times that Jesus ministered to people, and he told them that their faith had made them whole or their faith had brought this answer. And, of course, that's what we live by in our calling is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and our faith in the Word of God. And so the ministry for us has always been a priority in uh, that we try to put it before everything else. And I know that there's various and sundry opinions on what comes first and all of that, but We've always chosen the ministry first, and God has blessed us. God has blessed us for that in a wonderful way. Now, Dad, last time we talked, we kind of started talking about about my grandmother and her gift of ministry, her hospitality ministry, and you mentioned that 
you had some stories you could share. So maybe as we're going along here, if you think of some stories, you can tell about about the work that she did and how she blessed people with her hospitality ministry. I know those would be fun for people to hear. I know some of our our listeners that we've already had comment have been beneficiaries of that hospitality ministry. So um, she was a great lady. She passed away back in October, November, October, November, October. and we've missed her dreadfully over the, these past few months. Yeah, and I, w- I was actually thinking uh, one of my friends had posted that lives in uh, down by Shreveport, a uh, girl I went to high school with, she posted what she cooked for supper last night, and one of those things was purple hull peas. Oh, hallelujah. God invented those. You know, uh, your grandmother kept us in supply of purple hull peas, (laughs) and man, we love those things. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm going to have to find some a new supplier, I think. Yeah, we'll have to look around, but uh, that's, that's just a great thing that she did. And, of course, always when she fixed a meal for people, she managed to have uh, all kinds of country cooking. And uh, she just knew one way to do it, and that's the way her mother taught her. And it was always good and delicious. What a great lady. Yeah. I told Stan the other day, she always had fresh onions on the table. I don't know where she got them from. Even after there was no garden anymore, she always had Fresh garden onions on the table. Well, she had people bringing her stuff. Yeah. Once she got to where they couldn't have a garden, people brought them things. And that was, to me, that's a fruit of their ministry that uh, after all the years of them planting seed into people's lives and taking care of people, that God would bring that back to them in, in just a loving way, how people would come over and leave them vegetables or fruit or whatever. Uh, And all of that started back when she and your grandfather came to Christ and they started serving people. And that was one of the great things about my attraction to Twanda's family was how they were servants to other people. Right. And I'm glad you brought up seed planting in both a, a virtual, I mean, an actual literal and a figurative way you know we plant seeds in the ground and grow fruit from that but they also planted seeds um, spiritually by ministering to people and that was returned back to them and and one of the things you said on Sunday in service um, when we were getting ready to take the offering I know this has been a difficult time financially for people um, but whenever we give to the Lord whether it's financial spiritual emotional in any type of ministry those are all ministries and when we plant those seeds, the Lord gives back to us. And just over the last few months, I've seen faithfulness through a very difficult time of God where he's provided for us in ways that we've not seen yes. before through yes. that faithfulness. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to encourage you, if you've been struggling financially and it seems like you don't have what it is to give to your local church, give something because God will bless and multiply whatever you're able to give, whether it's your time, your finances, your... Um, you know, just your service, any of those things, God can bless you, and he can bless you in a different way that you gave. So if you need a financial blessing and you give time to the church, God can return that as a financial blessing yeah. rather than a uh, just a time blessing. Amen. So. I've taught you well, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and also I was thinking about uh, 
we was talking about stories. When I first uh, married your mother uh, and was dating her, actually dating, then marriage, but at your grandmother's house, they would have uh, prayer meetings once a week, mm. Bible studies. Mm-hmm. There'd be anywhere from 10 to 15 people there gathered in her dining room, and you know how <laughs> her dining room was. Not it wasn't big. real large. But they were all gathered. They all brought their Bibles. They all talked about uh, what God was doing in their life. Somebody always had a scripture to share. Somebody always had a word to share. And they were planting seeds among one another. And uh, I thought this week how that, you know, seed planting goes from you plant one seed and somehow... uh, Part of that is exposed to another. The bees have a lot to do with, you know, pollination and things. They're all over my house. Yeah. (laughs) And also how that uh, we see uh, everything is kind of like people talking about this virus being contagious. Mm -hmm. And I read this great article actually by one of your mother's cousin's husbands this week about uh, how... Everybody's talking about the virus being contagious. And he made, he asked this question, how about you? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus in your life contagious to others? Wow. Are you infecting others with Jesus Christ? Are you, are you pollinating right. Jesus Christ in the lives of others? Yeah. And boy, I thought about that in reference to what I saw when I was a young Christian, the believers coming together. And it's like one would be sitting next to another and say, here, I'm going to drop a seed in your life. Mm -hmm. And that just went on and on. And and over the years, not many of those people were highly educated. But, Nicole, I want to tell you, they knew the Word of God Mm -hmm. because they sat down and studied it together. And then they studied it at home. Of course, they didn't have all the distractions we have to deal with today. But it was like planting seed. It was like seeing uh, uh, one seed grow and another seed grow mm-hmm. because they were committed to the Word of God. And, and, of course, that came forth in such a way that it built the church up. Right. They were all members of one body, uh, the believers at Bethel Church. And that church grew and prospered because... Mm-hmm there were people who were willing to plant seed. Right. And I don't think um, people who, and I don't mean all people, but I sometimes think people don't understand the impact of just the simple things we say and the simple words of encouragement that we give. You know, you're talking about right. these these ministers that I know as well who were not highly educated men in the, in the sense of schooling and a lot of ministerial theological training, but they had been studying the Word of God. And so... You know, just even being in their presence, and we mentioned Freddie earlier, um, even being in in his presence, even when he wasn't talking about the things of the Lord, there was something very encouraging about that atmosphere because he spent so much time in the Word. And so when we, if we can model that, then people just being in our presence, they'll sense the moving of the Spirit. They'll sense that power in our lives. And I, I think that that's something that we have to understand as Christians. Yeah, and, and instead of atmosphere, we can have spiritmosphere. 
That was a dad joke there. Because we like that, we like that spirit of of God moving in such a way that you do feel like what you're doing is contagious. Right. And you know, one of the great things of pastoring, uh, and you know this because of being raised in the family, that we've spent years preaching and teaching the gospel, and every once in a while we hear from somebody that has become a missionary because of something that was said in one of the sermons or in one of the teachings mm-hmm. or because in children's church and, and in the sunlight program we did in West Texas, all of these kids were exposed to the seed of God. Right. And now we're seeing the fruit of that seed in their lives, mm-hmm. witnessing to others, preaching to others, teaching to others, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, simply because your mom or you or me or whoever else took time to plant a seed, Uh and that seed grows into a wonderful gospel fruit that can be eaten by those who choose to accept it and make it a part of their life. You know, I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but one of my earliest Sunday school teachers uh, in Magnolia Barbara Garrett, she uh, was a tremendous woman, and she um, she made good cheesecake. <laughs> she she um, she worshipped with her hands facing upward, her palms facing upward. And I know you out there listening can't see this, but just as if I was holding a box in my hands, she worshipped that way. And I asked her one time, I said, "Why do you worship like that, rather than just with your hands straight up in the air?" And she said, "Well, I consider it as I'm giving a gift." To God, and He's returning back to me into my palm. Oh yeah! And that had such an impact on me as a child that I started worshiping that way. And even though I don't always perform that exact move in my worship, you know, I don't always lift my hands exactly that way. Maybe that wasn't the right terminology, but I still think of worship as that I'm giving and God's returning. And so, you know, it's just those little things that just have impact on on those around us. And so, it's important for us to say those things as whether or not we feel it's this really strong spirit leading, you never know what encouragement or what words might come out of your mouth that have a lifelong impact on a believer. Yeah, and plus, because we're, we are spirit-filled people, mm-hmm. sometimes the Spirit of God has us say things that we don't really realize will be an impact to others. Right. But true. somewhere down the line, somebody say, I remember you said something mm-hmm. that changed my life forever. Right. And so that's why we trust the Holy Spirit in everything that we do yeah. to help us. And, you know, I was thinking about that in, in this scripture uh, where God, God gives us the different gifts for us to use. And then he has his calling in our life. And in Romans eleven twenty nine, the Bible says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And I thought how important that is for us to understand that as we have the privilege of, of operating in the anointing of God in the gift that he's given us, And aren't you glad, Nicole, that God doesn't 
just say, you know what? I'm calling your gift back. Oh, my gosh, yes. But he doesn't. No. He gives us that gift for a lifetime. Right. And we are to, we are to explore the great expanse of the magnitude of that gift that right. can touch other people's lives. Yeah, I think sometimes we forget, uh, at least I do, and, uh, you know, Dad, you know I'm very honest, but there have been times when I think for all of us we've not felt worthy of the gift that God's given us. And maybe there's something we've done or said, some some way we've offended someone, some <clears throat> hurtful way, and, and we think, you know, am I really worthy of this calling? And that's that's a great comfort to know that we are. He will not... He will not take that calling or that gift away from us because, you know, he understands we're not perfect. We make mistakes and we can repent and um, make those situations right again. But I'm so thankful that despite the times when I've never strayed too far, but when I have strayed, that he's always come back and reminded me that he's given me these gifts to use for his kingdom. And, and you know, I've seen guys that have had a, a magnificent gifting. And they, for whatever reason, they broke off with the Lord, began to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And so two things happen. Number one, God doesn't doesn't recall that gift. Mm -hmm. It's always there. And number two, God will always, by the Spirit, remind that person of the gift Mm -hmm. that's in his life. And then there's a number three, that God will give them opportunity to come back and begin to operate in that gift. Mm-hmm. And I've seen guys do that. Yeah. And they would be, uh, they would be effective, because God doesn't take that gift away. And of course, once you repent, turn around, start going the right direction. You've got every asset God has for you to return to that gifting and see it working marvelously in people's life. And let me say this. If you happen to be listening tonight and you always wondered about uh, uh, the gifting of God and maybe you think that you have forsaken God and you've lost that gift, let me tell you something. The gift is always there. God wants you operating in that gift. And whatever you have to do to get back to that place, do it. If it takes prayer and repentance, please pray. Please repent and get back to that place that God wants you to be. That's good. That's good. Well, we should probably wrap it up here. We've been talking for a little while. Went by quick, didn't it? Very quick, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even get to tell my stories. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to save those for next time. Okay. All All right. right. Well, let me say this before you pray. Thank you for uh, letting us come into your space with our uh, podcast, and uh, we will just uh, continue to be in prayer that God will give us the right things to say that will reach into someone's life. Nicole, pray us. Pray for us. Father, we thank you once again for this opportunity, for the time that we've had here to just talk about you, to reminisce a little bit, and to just share hopefully a little bit of hope and a little bit of encouragement to our brothers and sisters in Christ, and and even to those who have not yet become our brothers and sisters, but who we would welcome into our family. God, I just pray that as this word goes out, that you speak into the hearts of those who may be listening, 
that something that we've said today would encourage them, would Amen. draw them back into Amen. the giftings that you've given them, that you would stir those gifts within yes. those people, that they would be reminded of why they were excited about them in the first place and, and be returned to those. And knowing that even in these times, there are things that we can do to further the kingdom and to reach out to those around us. Amen. So, uh, Lord, we just thank you. We 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 bless your name and uh, thank you for all that you are to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.